The winemakers are up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. I'm Brent Peterson, host of Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. This week, we're in Santa Fe, New Mexico for red chilies and green chilies and a side of pozole, plus something called a Frito pie. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. All right, hey, welcome to the winemakers. This is Brian Casey. We got Sam Katuri in the house drinking some Scribe Skin Contact Chardonnay. I don't know if the fucking world is ending, obviously. Bart Hansen in his backyard. John Myers uh, with no dogs. I don't know what you do with your dogs. I don't hear them. You must put a muzzle on. And uh, They're on mute. They're on... <laughs> okay, good. And we got Jordan Kiebelstad in the house today. Um, hey, yo. Jordan, I don't even know where to start with everything that's going on with you. Can we... You know, let me let me do a little brief intro of, you know, you you are um, the owner of Kiebelstad Cellars. You guys make wine. Um, you also have Free Flow, the the kegging system. Who does you know? You guys do wine, um, kombucha, iced coffee, mixed cocktails. I think uh, probably at this point, um, canning. You're into canning wines as well as as well as some other stuff. I'm sure. Um, and then you know, most recently, what what um what was going on is you took over the shellville grill and you were turning it into basically like a like a like a wine garden instead of a beer garden a wine garden i think you're going to serve some beer too but um where are you guys at with that process because i think the original what was the projected date was like april 18th i think right yeah our grand opening was supposed to be april 18th but uh as we are all in shelter in place that clearly when i'm actually sitting in the backyard right now uh I don't think the listeners will be able to see it, but that's an olive tree in our backyard, uh, right behind me. Uh, wait, here at, uh, wait, your your house or you're at sh- you're at the you're I'm at, at the- I'm at the former Shellville Grill, soon to be the KV Wine Garden. Oh, wait, okay, wait a minute, KV Wine Garden. No, KC. KC K- K- Wine Garden. KC Wine Garden. Okay, and you guys were you were pretty much on track to open up on the on April 18th. Yeah, actually, we were supposed to have a uh, soft friends and family, which everyone on this call would have been invited to uh, this weekend. But uh, unfortunately, uh, Mother Nature had uh, her way. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll still be there. I'll just stand around by Wait, myself. This... <laughs> There's plenty of room Wait, for those. Is this Mother Nature's fault? Yeah, it's not Mother Nature's fault. I... Well, Mother Nature played a role. Let's put it that way. Yeah, she started it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then and then most recently what we've seen is is you on Instagram, I don't know who noticed it or if we all kind of saw it, is that you were delivering meals to people. Um, so how did that yeah, all well, come about? Well, one of the big challenges is, you know, across all those companies you mentioned, I've had to furlough about 40 people. Um, yeah. You you know, our, our well, big part of our business at FreeFlow is draft services. And obviously, if there are no restaurants open, our whole team of draft installers and line cleaners are out of work. Um, and then, as you can imagine, with restaurants basically shutting their doors, um, the whole keg side of the business is gone as well. So that's been really rough. Um, some of my other companies just, you know, 
we aren't a big wine brand. I'm sure uh, the listeners have been reading, you know, alcohol consumption's up 40%. Well, that's great if you're Gallo or the wine group or Kendall Jackson, but for small brands like ours who are on-premise driven, you know, we're not seeing that spike. We're seeing an increase in direct consumer, but definitely not at the rate that would offset our, you know, tasting room being open and our wholesale business being healthy and everything else. So it's been, um, it's been a very challenging couple of, uh, of weeks. So I thought about what we could do to service our local community and obviously help me keep my staff employed. And we came up with the idea of doing this meal delivery program. We have this great new restaurant and, uh, and we have a great chef in Matt Tucker. And so we said, all right, well, what is holding people back right now? I'm sure all of you have ordered takeout from your favorite restaurants in town. We're all trying to do our part to uh, support the local restaurant economy. But uh, most of them are shutting down their to-go businesses because it's highly unpredictable. You don't know how many meals you're going to make. And at the end of the day, you don't necessarily cover your costs even. So my thought was, we have a, we, our, our population skews older here in Sonoma. People are nervous about going out. So what if I just deliver meals to them? And I do it once a week. It's a full meal with a paired bottle of wine. And we keep it affordable and, and easy to access. And uh, we launched it a week and a half ago. Uh, last week was our first delivery. We delivered 141 meals, um, which was amazing. Uh, this week, we're over 200 meals. And uh, on top of that, for every 10 meals we deliver, we deliver one free meal to someone impacted by COVID. We're trying to focus on the service and hospitality industry. But uh, if we can't, if we get more meals than we can give to that group who's reached out to us, we'll start tackling the homeless community and some of the other communities that have been impacted by uh, by COVID. And what's the percentage of people that are ordering the bottle of wine with it too? Uh, about 75, 80%. Nice. Uh, and most of them are ordering more than a bottle of wine. So yeah. I'd say about 30, 40% are just taking dinner in a bottle, 15, 20% just taking dinner, and the rest are taking multiple bottles. Uh, and then we actually roll out our growler delivery service this Friday, uh, kind of like Milkman, where we'll be uh, uh, dropping growlers off on your front porch and picking up old ones and sanitizing them and rinse and repeat. Man, there's, there's... Like the Milkman. Yeah. There's... Like the Milkman. There's sometimes that, you know, I live over in Runner Park. There's, there's sometimes that I wish that I lived in Sonoma. Um, and I would love to be getting some deliveries from you guys and be able to do some pickups, but um, no one seems to want to come over to Runner Park. We don't, we don't have a, a very um, high end restaurant scene over here in Runner Park. <laughs> we you can drive down and pick it up. We do have, we do have two people, two in Penn Grove and one in, in Runner Park that actually drive and pick up as opposed to, uh, uh, doing delivery because we aren't servicing that area yet. Oh, no shit. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, hey, can I, can I mention real quick uh, for the listeners out there so they can jump on this immediately? Um, Bart and Sam, um, if you guys want to go ahead and talk about the, what you guys are doing for the virtual wine tasting so people can right now go online, order the bottles and make sure we get them to them by the time we're doing the tasting. Go Bart. Yeah, I, I so some... on April, on <laughs> on Friday, this will this will um, force uh, Sam's hand to get it done here. Um, <laughs> on uh, Friday, April tenth, at uh, four o'clock Pacific Daylight Time, uh, we are going to host a Zoom tasting with uh, Winery sixteen six hundred and Gain Sellers with the esteemed Brian Casey 
uh, moderating us, so to speak, um, keeping us on track. Um, it's going to be four bottles, two of Sam's bottles, two of mine, uh, all different varieties. And as I kind of been thinking, we're going to take you on a tour of the places where these wines were grown by way of sitting and tasting them with us. Okay, so what does that mean? You're going to talk about the vineyards where the, where the wines are coming from? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to talk about, we're not, we're not going to geek out and start doing wine descriptors. We're going to talk about where the wines were grown, the vineyards, specific vineyards where they came from, uh, the reason why uh, we like the uh, vineyards for making wine from, um, and, you know, hopefully take some questions from some people um, and, uh, you know, bring some people some normality and uh, allow them to enjoy the wines uh, that they've probably been drinking at home with their family, but being able to have a conversation about it with, with us, you know, as they say, virtual tasting room. And that's cool. I mean, how often do you actually get to sit down and taste with the owner and the winemaker and, you know, get a little, you know, it's, it is, it is one-on-one -on -one time in a way. Um, yeah, I, uh, I just recently, um, the other day had a, uh, a Zoom tasting with um, Brett George. I so often want to call him George Brett. Um, Everything and about his wife, <laughs> and um, and it was really fun. You know, they opened a bottle. They had bought a bottle of 2009 Syrah um, when they were out here in October and had waited to open it. And the day they opened it, they wanted to be able to taste it and talk about it with me. And I got to say, it was really really fun. Um, I think they really enjoyed it. They got to ask a bunch of questions, and um, you know, as they tasted it, it changed, and we had a whole discussion about it. Yeah, and my plan is actually, so we're doing, uh, Bart, you're doing your, your Chenin Blanc and uh, Zinfandel, right? From Correct. Go for Run. I'm doing two wines from the Steel Plow Vineyard, the uh, Arviognier and the Steel Plow Homage, which is the Rhone blend from there. Um, so the Steel Plow Vineyard is, uh, for those who haven't heard this before, and this is a little preview, is the, the vineyard that surrounds Landmark Winery in Kenwood. So my plan, unless somebody kicks me out or... Uh, the sheriff comes and stops me or something, um, which these days anything's possible, um, is I will, I'm going to sit in the tailgate of my Subaru in the middle of the vineyard um, and I will you know, <laughs> zoom, zoom from there. So it won't be a virtual background. It'll be kind of like Jordan is right now. Uh, you know, the olive trees in the courtyard that we all hope to hang out with uh, very soon at, at uh, Casey Wine Gardens. Uh, I'm going to be in, in the steel plow vineyard walking around the Viognier, walking around the Grenache, um, you know, taste the wine and see the dirt uh, at the same time um, is, is really my goal with it. And, and sort of in general, uh, as we move into this virtual wine tasting world, um, and I have a, you know, I have a handful of them emailed and, you know, scheduled right now uh, as much as possible. I want to be in the vineyard that you're drinking when I'm talking to you about it. Um, I think it, for me, it'll just make it have some sort of like, you know, I, I'm a get your hands in the dirt kind of person. So it's hard to do virtually. Um, so, so it'll help me kind of provide context to it um, and hopefully make it a little bit more interesting um, for those of you uh, Zooming from home. Now, Sam, have you been out there and checked what your, how many bars you got? Um. So that, that is the challenge, right? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I can't go to every vineyard uh, 
that we farm because most of them have bad cell phone reception. Uh, so steel plow, <laughs> fortunately, on the valley floor, right on the Highway 12 corridor, uh, has has pretty good cell phone. Um, there's a couple other places that you know I can do it from. You know, I won't be going to uh, the Simon's Vineyard, which is in that you know caldera hole at the top of the Moon Mountain District. Uh, Bart's dogs are jumping on his back. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but uh, they definitely, you know, there's definitely some places that are are zoomable, uh, and some places that aren't. So I, I should probably go and do a little test out there and make sure that uh, I can I can zoom from there. But I'm pretty confident, yeah. you know, if I have a full cell phone battery and charge the heck out of my AirPods, that uh, we'll be able to make it work. And Jordan, don't you have some kind of connection to that vineyard as well, or was that? Yeah, well, the original the, the original steel plow wine that Landmark used to make before that vineyard was actually from my family's vineyard. So That's we're talking back okay. in the uh, the mid aughts into the early whatever you call that next decade, the tens. Um, this is the Bend uh, Valley vineyard. Correct, my family's Bend Valley vineyard. Yep. Okay. So the original steel plow survived, I believe, until twenty twelve the landmark made was uh was from our vineyard when did when did landmark sell to the the wonderful brands do you know jordan probably right around i think that. it was 2014 or 15 somewhere in there I, it was a long time ago to be honest with you i don't actually remember yeah. i know i remember it happening and that's when they they killed the roan program their roan program which was great for you sam you ended up with an awesome vineyard you planted yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we didn't actually we didn't plant that vineyard. We came in. It, it, it must have been somewhere in that time frame too. To you know, from when that got replanted, and then we took over farming it. Um, you know, and and they stopped buying your guys's fruit. So I mean, yeah, it would make sense somewhere in the you know mid mid aughts, uh, vine age there. So I think we took it over. I want to say we took it over right around 2012 also. Uh, well, right. maybe even yeah, before that. Because right our, first, our first steel plow Grenache was 2012. Um, okay. So we probably took it over, you know, farming right around 2010, I would say. And then, um, you know, Sandra Bernstein has been nice enough. She's doing wine pairings for the wines. So she's... Um, oh, really? Yeah. So uh, we're going to get together. She's giving me access to her entire library of recipes. And we're going to come up with uh, four recipes that we can give the um, the listeners that they can pair with those specific wines. Oh, too. that's awesome. Are, are you allowed to pair Girl in the Fig recipes with Zinfandel? Doesn't that like cause a rift <laughs> in the time-space continuum it, it, or something? <laughs> yeah, well, you, well, can, <laughs> you, can, you can pair them. You just can't eat them in uh, the, the view of the Girl in the Fig. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> well, um, and, yeah, go ahead, Sam. No, go ahead, Brian. Uh, no, so I just so so people want to if people want to get a hold of those wines. I know Bart on your website. If you go to danesellers.com and click on wines, uh, the first wine that's listed there on the top left is actually this box set of four wines um, that you can have delivered to the house. And I think they're going. You guys are going ground, so it'll probably take three days. So people this weekend should um, should go ahead and hit those up. And um, and we can get them to you by the tenth. Is the day that we're, is it the tenth? That's the tenth. So yeah, next uh, This will this is launching Friday, April whatever third. Um, and so the goal is to have everybody get the wine in possession by 
um, you know, Wednesday or Thursday, the the 8th or the 9th, um, so that they have at least a, a minute to settle a little before you start pulling corks. Um, okay. And and so as you're as you're listening to this, go on order you know there's a there's a link on Bart's website that's just a, a flat rate for the four wines you know plus shipping uh same thing with with our website um at you know winery16600.com under the wines it is the the first item right now is the the virtual tasting item so you can, okay. you can buy it from Bart you can buy it from 16600 um you know we're gonna shuffle the the money afterwards so don't, you don't have to go to Bart's website, order his two bottles. You go to my website, order just it's a one one stop shop. Um, right. And the goal is to ship these out, you know, Monday, Tuesday at the very latest, depending on where you are in the country, um, so that we can uh, so we can get this to you in time to make this happen. And if and if there's a high demand and we can't get it all out in time, um, I'm sure that uh, let's do another one. Do an encore, an encore appearance for sure. Yeah and um i'd love to i'd love to see how those go you know i've been very curious as as we all try to figure out how to get to our customers and actually give them cool experiences while everyone is sitting at home desperately trying to figure out what to do with the next day of nothing um you know how the virtual tastings go Uh, we're going to do a virtual tour so we're supposed to have a grand opening april 18th so we're actually going to do a virtual tour on april 18th instead and uh you know walk people through the space and talk about what will be here and get people excited and enthusiastic for what's coming. Well, yeah. What did you have to do to that space, Jordan? Cause that was, you know, the former Shellville grill, which everything sort of tilted the, it would flood. I mean, there was, there was not just one challenge with, with um, taking over that place. I'm sure there was a lot of things that you guys had to do. You know, um, my, my history is uh, I like challenges. Um, it's also probably the best location in Sonoma Valley for tourist traffic. I mean, it would be nice if we were 50 feet yeah, closer to Highway 12 or 121 there. But um, but no, I mean, we, uh, we did a lot. We painted, we built some things, we did a massive overhaul in the kitchen. Um, and we've been super busy. Uh, but nothing crazy. You know, we didn't tear anything down to renovate or, or anything like that. We really just focused on, you know, this place has charm. I mean, it's been here for 80 years. And so, you know, and every every new owner has tweaked it a little bit, built something, added something, moved something. Um, so, you know, we don't want to lose that character and charm that makes this place special. And but, I mean, everyone on this call has been here. Um, you know, this backyard is unbelievable. It is beautiful. So obviously focusing on the backyard and the outdoor space has been a huge part of it, but you know, it's actually really cool. Um, okay. I can do this. Can't I? Let's see. Can you guys see, uh, uh, hold on. Yeah. But where's the, where's the kids play area? Can you see a giant like play structure over there? Oh yeah. Can you guys see that giant play structure? Is it, is it in view? Yeah. It was. Yeah. So we, we built we built this giant um, kids play area out here. Um, we've got lawn games, um, and you know it's it's fun. And you know by doing these meal deliveries, we're giving everyone experience of the kind of food Matt's capable of cooking. And um, man, that guy can cook. And it's fun. We're using a smoker. We we uh, Matt did about four days. Matt, the previous owner, uh, Professore, did um, 
did four days on the smoker with Matt and I, chef, my chef, Matt, before he left for Italy. And so, um, by the way, yes, he did move to Northern Italy right before coronavirus. Oh, wow. Bad timing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, Can we rewind? I just want to talk. Sorry to interrupt, Jordan. The the history of this before we get too far away from being there for eighty years. Yeah. So there's a a great segment, uh, and I'll let you go. There's a great segment um, from an old Sonoma Valley Vintners video where they did that iconic last series with uh, Jim Bunju and Angelo San Giacomo talking about how you know in the old days. Ford's driving. That's where all the farmers of the Carneros would meet and hang out yep. and have coffee. And that's where they like hatched the idea for the the takeover of the wine train and all those things. So it's it's a it's a great, you know, it's an iconic Sonoma Valley location that goes back a, a long ways for sure. So go ahead. Sam, you you can't mention the takeover of the wine train without telling me about it. Oh, they did. So this was like, you know, in the old days of Sonoma Valley uh Vintners Association. They did a, you know, like a like a train robbery where the, a bunch of Sonoma Valley <laughs> winery owners and vintners took over the Napa Valley wine train and poured everybody's <laughs> Sonoma Valley wine as they were as they were. And you know, I don't think this is the kind of thing you can deal with in 2020. But uh, you know, this was like sometime in the in the 80s, I think. Um, yeah, and this was this was something I think really the ultimately it goes back to to Jim Bunchu and um and Lance Cutler were were really the, the behind that originally. Um they did that and then they also um took over a, a tour bus that had Richard Bransom on it. Um same thing, they were going to Napa Valley and um they literally took over the bus and made them drive into Sonoma and they um, they kidnapped Richard Branson. They kidnapped, yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but that couldn't so get that, couldn't get away point. with that this these days. Yeah. It's like there's so much history in this valley and I think it's been so cool to watch so many of the wineries take you now going back I know we started with Scribe, but like going back to what Scribe did with the old Adobe um what three six did what pangloss did i mean taking these iconic old buildings that have i mean mine doesn't have quite that level of history but um like for any farming family growing family that's been this valley for 40 50 80 years i mean their grandparents came and had breakfast here you know as sam you're right like how many ideas and how many conversations about the future of sonoma valley were had at the crappy table and you know over greasy eggs um, so there's a lot of history there. And, and I think we're trying to pay a little homage to that. You know, we're going to be open for breakfast. Our goal is not to do Michelin star cuisine here. You know, the goal is to make great food that tastes good and is reasonably priced because that's what Sonoma Valley really wants, right? We all want a place we can go sit outside, have a reasonably priced meal, have some great wine and beer, um, and, you know, just enjoy the amazing and beautiful place we live in. And Jordan, what is your plan for the tasting room in Glen Ellen then? Are you still going to hold on to that? No, we're going to, we actually are, we're unloading that this morning. Uh, we're, we officially uh, uh, closed down uh, yesterday. So, yeah, so we, uh, we were closed and we were supposed to, as I said, open here the next, this weekend of our soft friends and family, which didn't happen. But um, we'll be geared up and ready to go here the moment we all are allowed to leave our houses. Huh. And what, and Jordan, what happened to that? You know, I drive um, Bennett Valley Warm Springs Road on my way to on my way to work when I when I was working, 
Um, and you know where where you guys have that big cow sculpture yep. up in that one vineyard. What happened to that vineyard? Because it all got like torn out, and it, now it just looks like rolling green hill. Yeah. So we um we lost those five acres to the fires. Um, so the fires came down the hillside, but you know, and through they they ripped through Annandale. They came down. They they literally burned to the back door of my parents' house. There were actually singe marks on the stucco on the back of my parents' house. Uh, we lost our Damn. barn and a bunch of other things. And then what happened, this was really interesting, since we're an organically farmed vineyard and we had already picked, you know, substantially earlier than the fires, there was some pretty serious growth of just underbrush in that block. And so what happened was, as the fire crept down the hill, it basically jumped and lit the underbrush. And then, it, I didn't know this, but um, the irrigation tubes are incredibly flammable. <laughs> and so what would happen is a spark would land on the irrigation tube and it would explode fire and it would send sparks everywhere else. All the underbrush would catch. And, uh, and so it was this kind of long, slow burn. And, and afterwards we looked and we said, oh man, everything looks okay. We cut a bunch of, you know, cut into a bunch of the vines, looked at the internal health of the vine and said, wow, um, I think everything's gonna be okay. So we let it go for another season. And only about 40% of the vines pushed anything. Uh, and it was totally hit or miss. I mean, it was, it was crazy. So we ripped it all out and uh, we're actually replanting right now. Um, I have to circle back with, you know, with obviously the COVID thing has impacted our plans, but we're supposed to be trellising and replanting uh, this month. And, uh, you know, we actually went from having, that was 100% Syrah. We're going to be planting uh, Morved, Grenache, and one acre of Gamay. Wow, cool. There's some Kibble yeah. Stat Nouveau. Kibblestat Nouveau. Well, we'll do yeah. we'll do Kibblestat Crew. It'll be Crew Crew Beaujolais style, okay. but yes, we want to do like legit Crew Beaujolais style out of our our vineyard, and we think we can, awesome. you know, uh, in terms of weather patterns there and everything else. So it, pretty, yeah, it's I drink cool a lot spot. of Beaujolais. Yeah, and then then we just have to make a big release party for it, and really promote the hell out of it, <laughs> like they do in France. Well, I mean, everybody goes crazy. They buy tons of it and drink it all night. Patio pounders. Well, there's a there's a bunch of people doing it. I mean, Scribe does Nouveau. Does, does um, Morgan still do the um, Zen Nouveau he used to do? I don't know. I don't know if he's done that in a couple of years. It was a fun thing to go okay. get a hold of if you could find one. But yeah, it was pretty cool when he did it. Yeah. So that's one of those so things it, where you try and convince your father, Joel Peterson, to let you pick Zinfandel from your uh, heritage vineyard at, you know, 19 bricks to, to make a carbonic Zinfandel Nouveau. Um, you know, you can make that conversation a couple times, but you have a tough time going back to it the third or fourth time. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, you know, I mean, we, we do that with our Casey Labs wines. You know, those are picked at 19, 19 and a half bricks and carbonically fermented. And um, I mean, it's a lot of fun. The wines are delicious. I mean, you can just crush 12% alcohol Zinfandel. It is, uh, it goes down like uh, uh, faster than it probably should. <laughs> yeah, hey, speaking of which, Jordan, why don't you throw out your, your web address for people so that they can go on and check out the wines that you guys are making while they're listening to the show. Yeah, and also, yeah, Jordan, yeah. Why, don't, why don't you also, um, you know, any, those, any uh, hospitality people that might be interested in uh, taking advantage of your hospitality, um, let's talk about that and give that link out also. Absolutely. So if, um, if you're interested in the dinner clubs, uh, you can go to kibblestatsellers.com. You can buy wine. You can also sign up for the dinner clubs. They're in our wine club section. There's a uh, dinner for two and dinner for four. Uh, you can also donate meals there. You can actually uh, add to your cart donated meals uh, and do it. So please come 
if you're interested, buy wine uh, or uh, or sign up if you're local for the dinner programs. Or if you're not local and you want to help our community here in Sonoma, you can give donated meals um, from anywhere in the country and they'll be delivered to people in need here in Sonoma Valley. Um, when we talk about if you are a hospitality or service worker uh, who's been impacted negatively by this, you can reach out to us directly, info at com. We keep it all private and confidential. We won't be posting anybody's names or anything else. This is a service for those people in need right now. We know a lot of hospitality families are, you know, dual hospitality. Some have kids. So if you're in a position right now where you could use a free meal every week, uh, you know, that's what we're here to do. And it gets delivered to your door if you live in Sonoma Valley. So, uh, and if you don't, if you're in um, Rona Park or Petaluma or, you know, any of our Sonoma County brethren, uh, you can always pick it up here. So we can always have a hot meal ready to go uh, here at uh, the wine garden for you to come pick up. So, um, you know, we have, we've, we have over 50 donated meals in the first two weeks. And, uh, the first week we didn't have anyone to donate them to, uh, we're starting to build that list now. So we're, we want to get these meals out there and get them in people's mouths and helping people. So please, uh, reach out to us and let us know if you're interested. Cool. Yeah. And you guys can also hit up, uh, Mark Maliki out there at the casino bar and grill. He's, he's still cooking. I saw his menu posted um, um, for the next week, and anyone in the in the hospitality service industry can go out there and get a free meal too. And and I'm, like, I'm telling um, everybody. Go ahead, Jack. Go ahead, Jack. I know. I was just going to say, look, and and no matter where you are in Sonoma, anywhere in the U.S., please take a night a week and order from a local restaurant. Um, I mean, this is. It was funny. I was talking to a restaurant friend of mine and, and he said, you know, we can prepare for just about anything. I don't think any of us prepared for something like this um, where, you know, for 60 days, you're going to have zero income. You're going to have to let all your staff go. Um, and everybody's just trying to figure out how to survive to the other side. And so, you know, those takeout meals, um, they just help cover rent, cover health insurance, cover the basics so that these restaurants will open again you know, when we're through this thing in 30 to 60 days. Yeah, Sam, have you heard from those guys at, uh, at Valley uh, Bottle at the bar? I, I noticed they were doing deliveries of wine, doing three, uh, three packs and six packs. Um, but I know this is around the time they were supposed to be opening as well. Well, so, you know, um, they, a week or two ago, got their permits to finish construction. So, I mean, if they're sort of just moving forward as if they were in just a regular operations as far as, you know, the finishing the build out, finishing, you know, the improvements that they're doing in there, um, you know, and uh, obviously with whatever date they open sort of still up in the air. Um, but they can now finish what they were doing and, and you know, focus on that a little bit. Um, they are doing their delivery three and six packs they've they've added a piece to that which is uh, a charcuterie maker called named canteen meats out of san rafael which go back oh, yeah. to scribe i think is there is it's going to be the charcuterie producer for for valley um and you know is another one of these uh, you know fine food and, and you know producers that was an entirely a, a wholesale business um, that is obviously completely dried up now. So they're, you know, he, that guy can't, I forget, is John something, I can't remember his last name, um, is, you know, sitting on 
all this product. And, you know, fortunately, it's charcuterie, so it's it's preserved. Um, <laughs> but you know, he's he's trying to get it out the door. So Valley, are, they're doing a weekly offering of three bottles and six bottles, um, and and then um, you can add on. I did pancetta this really beautiful pancetta last week that i made into a risotto that i paired with my bottle of, of skin from the only chardonnay that brian won't drink in the entire world um, <laughs> and that that actually worked really well that pairing um so uh it's uh you know everybody again you know obviously jordan's doing this everybody is figuring out uh creative ways of not only you know um to keep revenue flowing but also how to to help people out how to you know keep your your brands alive in this this very you know sort of uh uncertain times um you know it's will be provided meals uh, we have we have somebody else talking about. I, um, I don't know we're we're crossing we're crossing zooms um yeah. <laughs> you know everybody's everybody's getting creative and finding new ways of of you know interacting with our with our customers with our with our vendors in ways that um you know are safe and 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 also help people out a little bit so that's that's what's going on. that's the, the quick valley update but hopefully you know when this is all said and done their restaurant will be uh all tied up and and you know all the the loose ends tied and eyes dotted and t's crossed and there'll be a great wine bar for us to come and sit at and look at a bustling plaza full of children and people feeding feeding the ducks are the anybody who's feeding the ducks in the plaza right now i'm worried about the ducks in the plaza um, i was so, looking at them for dinner no you don't need to go to the you can order from liberty ducks and yeah. go online order from liberty <laughs> ducks they have tons of duck available there's another one of these uh you know another wholesale purveyor of, of fine foods in the bay area that is shifted to uh you know this direct to consumer model um and actually once a week we're doing uh six, the t 6600 casing house as a as a drop point for the duck deliveries um so if you order duck from you know go to the i think it's sonoma county poultry um liberty yeah. ducks and you can order they have duck breast duck leg whole duck duck carcass all kinds of stuff to you know we've been we've been doing a lot of duck stock and uh you know we're I've, we've never eaten more duck in my household here <laughs> that's a good thing sam you, hey, know, you know i love I've, this stuff yeah i've learned how to cook a lot sam, these last couple of weeks I, I i will tell you that i'm a little jealous that you have one little little one at home i, I will tell you that being quarantined with two uh toddler to whatever preschoolers is is about as challenging as it comes. Um, you know, they've closed all the parks down. You can't go to the playground. Yeah. You, uh, it, it is, um, it is a war zone in my house every single day. Um, and the only way my wife and I can get anything done is we have to split the day now. So one of us takes the four hours in the morning to work. The other one takes the four hours in the afternoon to work. And we try to make the most out of those hours we humanly can. Otherwise, uh, someone's got to be on, on childcare. Yeah, I, I spent, um, you know, I can't imagine what it would be like with two of these these beasts in your house. But uh, we do a lot of like, you know, we just, she goes to bed, we try and clean up everything that she trashed during the day. And then I work for a couple hours late at night. 
And then we wake up in the morning and follow her around watching her, you know, make more messes of the house. Uh, I, I, somebody on our street or in our neighborhood left like one of those yellow play school, like push car things at on the, you know, free on the corner. So we let it sit there for a couple of days so the sun could bake off the coronavirus. And then it was still there. <laughs> I, you know, we went on a walk and I dragged this thing home for about a, three quarters of a mile from in our neighborhood and put it in the backyard for her just to have like, we were just trying to like every couple of days somehow bring in new stimuli uh, so that we can keep her occupied during, and then a lot of we, like splitting the schedule. Yeah. We, we, we gave in three days ago and bought a play set for our backyard. And yeah. uh, it's coming uh, uh, first thing next week. Because I was like, if I've got 30 more days of this, I need to, like, push them outside. Anyway, I'm sure everyone would love to hear us rant and rave for about our children. <laughs> but uh, for those of you that don't and are enjoying yoga in the morning and cooking your favorite <laughs> meal and reading that book you've been meaning to do and all of that, um, I hate you. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> But, I was, but please buy I'm my just, wine. Just being painfully <laughs> honest here. Yeah, I was talking to Sandra yesterday. She's starting Tai Chi on YouTube. So she's going to do Tai Chi every day now. Learn how to. So now we'll see. Oh, her. excellent. <laughs> we, I told That's her, a lot of fun. It really is. What, have you done Tai Chi, John? Oh, yeah, sure. Down sure. in the park. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Of course. Of course. You didn't know about Tai Chi in the park? Come on, Brian. No, yeah, I, Brian never hey, wakes up that early. No, and Aren't I remember uh, living in San Francisco, you know, you go to North Beach and you could see that shit going down. That was. Uh, Sam, are you drinking the Chardonnay right now? Is that what you're drinking? I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I have a hard time doing our podcast without a glass of wine in my hand. Um, you know, just, <laughs> just trying to feel normal around here. I'm, I'm, I'm smelling, I'm sipping, I'm, you know, I'm spitting into a coffee cup, um, but I'm drinking. It's. It's a, it's, it's drinking hours somewhere in this quarantine world, isn't it? Right. It's Wednesday, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think. The only and, and just think. reason I know it's Wednesday is the, my neighbor's landscapers show up on Wednesdays and Wednesday mornings and my dog starts barking because he thinks it's a, a big diesel truck coming for him to hang out with somebody. So, yeah, it's Sam, Wednesday. Yeah. The one piece of good news is it's 420. All month long. All month long. <laughs> all month long. <laughs> it's been 420 all month long every month of the, my adulthood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, but you're the one with the uh, Grateful Dead t-shirts, not me. Yeah. For everybody I, I, else. Uh, you know, I uh, <laughs> have a well-stocked supply of tie-dye and Grateful Dead shirts so that every time I'm on a Zoom meeting, I can have a different shirt on. Um, but but it's Zoom meeting, so I could not have pants on, and nobody would ever know. So. And so, Don't what do you guys? Excited, what? Oh, please. What do you guys think it's going to be like when they give the word that we can come out of the house? I'm I'm sort of picturing the plaza that weekend being, I mean, locals just coming out raging, like hot out of the gate, um, <laughs> ready ready to get their food on and their drink on. But I'm but I'm I'm what I'm wondering about is the tourists if people are not booking hey. trips right now um for well, later this, this is gonna year. be a slow it's gonna be a slow open uh, you know i so um for those of you who don't know my wife's a nurse practitioner and she works in elder care and so i guess i have kind of a frontline seat to what the conversations are uh about what's going on and i expect that it will be kind of a slow roll out of this 
So they'll probably keep, you know, limits on, on congregations of people and everything else for 30 to 45 days after they actually allow us to leave our houses just to basically make sure that, you know, we don't create a repeat of this. So I think the biggest thing is people are just going to want to see their friends. Like try to have, I mean, as I said, I can't wait to have a bunch of friends over and have a backyard barbecue and just like actually get human contact. Um, that to me is, uh, uh, not that I don't love my wife and my children and, and, uh, and all of that. I'm just saying that, you know, I think we as humans are, especially everyone on this uh, uh, conversation, we like having conversations with other humans and we enjoy it. And uh, it's definitely something that uh, I think everybody misses. Well, what are you guys doing for Easter? Because this is going to get weird on, on Easter. We were talking about yesterday about <laughs> having just s some people over at the house and it was, it was right at 10. Um, and there was a conversation about, maybe the neighbors calling the cops and there was, <laughs> it got, it, it went down a rabbit hole. And I'm thinking, I don't know if people are just gonna just kind of have their own celebration at home and call friends and family. Are you guys planning on having anyone over for Easter or going somewhere? Where, where I'm would Jewish. you go? I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I'm opening kosher rosé a couple nights before. Uh, <laughs> We there is talk uh, about doing like Zoom Passover seders uh, with yeah. family members, um, but, but you know, for and Jordan can attest, um, a Passover seder is a hard thing to like sit through and pay attention to when you're in person and actually have like you know, <laughs> uh, it, it, I don't know, like I'm you know my ADD and a Passover seder with like a kitchen full of food, um, you know, a few steps away is probably not going to be uh the most successful um sam i i can i can see you just taking a still screenshot and just having that up there <laughs> yeah people will be like man sam sam attended the whole thing but he didn't move <laughs> is that a virtual background or is that just <laughs> yeah i just wonder if, if anyone was going to have anyone over at their house or if they were going to go over to someone's house they're just going to fly solo I'm I'm on strict uh, lockdown at our house because of Claire's yeah. exposure risk. We right. don't we don't let anybody in or out um, just because she's out interacting with patients. So uh, and what is that like? When, Zoom, when she gets home, do you meet her out in the driveway and you got the the steam cleaner and you're you hosing her down in the driveway? Did, did you guys see that <laughs> um, that that video that was going around of the Italian family? Yes, um, I saw so it. She comes home with a six pack of wine and a guy with a stick like reaches out, hooks it, pulls it in. <laughs> and then she stands there and they louse her like with like three buckets of water. And then they're like scrubbing her down with scrub brushes. It was, it was pretty entertaining. Um, no, I mean, she'll, she'll, uh, she takes her like, you know, she's really good about personal hygiene. They have, you know, relatively good PP&E. And so she'll strip all that at work, make sure her hands uh, are clean, and then she'll take shoes and stuff off outside. She has her work shoes. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a process when she comes home from seeing patients just to make sure that, you know, we're not bringing that into our house. But let me yeah. tell you, and that is something we haven't said yet, I give more props, praise, anything to healthcare workers right now. I mean, they're being asked, yeah. especially in places like New York, to do just superhumanly things. And uh, my, uh, my brother-in-law uh, is a, a pulmonologist in Detroit. And I, I just can't say enough to him to be like, dude, you are a rock star. Stay safe. 
you know, do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, uh, I had a, uh, email back and forth with a listener of ours in Wisconsin, um, Scott Little, shout out to you. And his daughter uh, works for the University of Wisconsin uh, and she's on the COVID-19 floor. And so every day has been stressful for her coming home. And I guess last night she came home and she wanted to have dinner and they opened a bottle of our own blend and paired it with waffles, with Wisconsin <laughs> uh, maple syrup and decided that that was an acceptable um, uh, pairing. Uh, yeah, so hey there. <laughs> Sounds great, Bart. Shout out to her and uh, to Scott and his family and um, uh, for their trying time. And, and just like you said, uh, Jordan, all those healthcare workers. You know, here's I an idea. Can I pose, cheese, uh, wait, sorry. Yeah, can I pose a question? What is the appropriate wine pairing for waffles with Wisconsin cheese on them? I, point point dear. <laughs> if you're working in a hospital, there is, there is, you know, drink what is open and eat what you have in your fridge. I think is uh, the rule for sure. Yeah. But you know that that gives me a great idea. If anyone knows people that are that are in the healthcare industry, kill two birds with one stone. Get their address and send some wine to their house just with a little thank you card saying thank you for doing what you do. I think that would be a great idea. I'm going to I'm going to try and figure that out for myself. You know, Scott uh Scott Kilpatrick from Mountain Tides, um they've been offering 30% off to um, any healthcare workers that were buying wine, and he was encouraging people to buy some wine for someone that you know that's in that business and send it to them. So uh, that's one winery that's trying to do a little something. Yeah, yeah. You know, yesterday I was talking to um, you know some of you guys know uh, Joan uh, Stagnero, Joni Boots, and she's been out there. Um, she works for uh, a large distributor company. And um, they've got their employees out there stocking shelves at some of the major supermarkets. So I was asking her what people were drinking. And she said the number one seller right now is Bogle, um, which I said <laughs> makes sense. It's probably, what, 10, 12 bucks or something um, for a bottle. And I think people are just drinking every day. And so they're, you know, those of us that are in the industry that have wine cellars um, or little collections or friends that make wine are probably drinking you know, some of our stuff that we've been holding on to for a little bit, but, but for those people that are just wanting to, you know, they're home, they want to drink every day. It seems like they sort of lowered their price point a little bit with, with, uh, with what they're doing. Well, that's, you know, I think, um, oh no, I was just going to say, I mean, that's why I said earlier, you know, um, if you're, and this is why I say to all the listeners, like, that's great. You know, when you're at the grocery store buying those, but if, so for the little brands that are out there, like everybody on this conversation, um, you know, we're not in, we're not on the store's shelves at Safeway, right? Or Total Wines. Like, we need your support through this. So please come out and order wines. You know, most of us are offering discounted shipping when you buy wine. Um, we really, we need your support more than ever uh, during this period of time. Because when you buy Bogle or you buy Kendall Jackson or you buy Gallo, it, it's not keeping all of us. Uh, afloat. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jordan, I've got a question. Are you still involved with Free Flow? Yeah, I'm on the board still. Yep. Okay, cool. 
Um, how's that business doing? Well, I mean, uh, if you break that stop? business down, and no, I mean, the can part of the business is busier than it's ever been. Uh, we're cranking about 200,000 cans a day. Um, Holy but cow. the keg and yeah, a lot, a lot of can wine going out the door. Um, but the, uh, the keg side of the business is pretty quiet right now. And, uh, and as I said, the draft service side of the business is pretty quiet right now. So, uh, let's, let's take a look at those numbers. 200,000 cans of wine a day. Where a day, are they hitting? Yep. Who's drinking them? Where all are they going? The, um, they're going all over the country. They're going to supermarkets. What's interesting about the canned wine space was it started very much by independent wineries. And then about, you know, we came off of three rather large vintages. Um, and a kind of slowing of the overall wine category in the U.S. Uh, and so a lot of the big boys got into canned wine in a really big way. And if you look two years ago, uh, big wineries only made up about three of the top 10 canned wines. Now they are nine of the top 10 canned wines. Wow. So um, that market has just moved from kind of cool small brands to big, big brands, you know, the Dark Horses and uh, um, uh, things like a Bad Elk. Jordan, what kind of run do you have to have if you're a, if you're a small winemaker? What kind of run have you got to do to get your wine can? Like how much? How much? What's the minimum? If, if you're a small winemaker, you can start with about 100 to 200 cases of the mobile canner. Uh, free flows minimums are 500 cases on their small line and uh, 5,000 cases on the big line. Wow. All right. So you, so, you can't yeah. get your uh, your one ton of Roussan, Brian, probably is not. No, go 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 get a, go get a crowler. You, you've seen those at the breweries. Go get a crowler for your tasting room. Well, yeah, talk about that. What are you are you do are you delivering those right now? Growlers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we rolled that out this week. Milkman is uh, I, is coming to your door with something I way better you, than milk. So you guys are talking about two different things there. No, no, no. So, uh, so I want to know what what it, what is that program like? Do people have to pre-purchase the the growler and then and then you guys are filling it up they can pick whatever they want to put in it and then you guys are dropping it off or or people coming to fill it um so no no no. we're dropping they're pre-ordering it everything we've been doing during this uh i don't know what you want to call it situation we're all in is based on pre-orders because otherwise we can't it's the unpredictability that that's really hard so the more predictability we have in every day, that the easier it is to manage things. Um, it's pretty crazy, actually. So, you know, when we have to deliver 200 meals in a two-hour window, um, you have to get very good. And, and it's amazing what technology has. I actually spent hours researching and found a delivery app uh, that we can use that route optimizes, ties to our GPS. It's, um, it's pretty cool. And now... Um, now it's pretty amazing. We will deliver, yeah, 200 meals in two hours with two drivers. How is that possible? Awesome. It's it is a work of science and art. Um, so but we did it last week. We'll do it you can drive as fast as you want in that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll think, tell you the traffic is not an issue. I think another thing that's amazing is that you guys are getting that that many people are ordering these meals. I mean, that's really amazing. I, I, I don't know what other restaurants are seeing as far as traffic, um, but that's pretty, that's pretty amazing, Jordan. Congratulations. Well, so there's two big things, right? One, everybody knows that when you order from DoorDash, 30% of the money gets taken away from the restaurant, right? Which when all the restaurants are struggling, they want every dollar to go to the restaurant. 
Uh, two, as I said, I think people really want delivery versus takeout because everyone's trying to limit their exposure risk. Um, and three, we live in an amazing community. You know, Sonoma Valley is an incredible community that cares deeply about Sonoma Valley. And, um, you know, a lot of people have said to me, they said, hey, Jordan, the food's great, but we're doing this because we want you to be here on the other side. And that's a universal thing. And that's why I tell everybody right now, like, support each other, you know, buy wines from friends, you know, let's pump as many dollars as we can that we're spending right now back into our community um, that keeps our community employed, keeps, keeps us all alive. And, um, and, you know, we're, we're trying to do the same thing, being really thoughtful with where we spend our dollars right now to try to keep as much of it in the Valley as we can. Yeah. And you guys want to talk about that Forbes article that you mentioned before we came on? Well, I think one thing I do want to mention too, uh, uh, locally is, um, check out, if you are local, check out Sonoma to go.com, which is awesome. It's got a list of all the restaurants that are offering takeout or delivery right now. Um, so I just throw that out before, uh, before we keep going. Go ahead, Sam, you can talk. Yeah. So there's, there's an article out this today in, uh, Forbes online, um, that just sort of, you know, it's a overall survey of, of Napa and Sonoma, what wineries are doing to, to keep business going. And, and then also what the charitable aspect of that is. And I think that most people, you know, not maybe not most, a lot of people that I know are, you know, figuring out some way of giving back. Um, you know, it's not just about driving sales and revenue right now, but it's also how can we use our businesses to help those most in need. So um, the Sonoma Valley winery list, it's, you know, basically it's a, linked to different wineries um, and what they're doing. Um, I, I don't remember what, what Kibblestad is doing right now, but they're in there um, for, for us, uh, for 16,600, 10% of, of any sales that we're doing, you know, during this time, um, we're donating to two different organizations uh, here locally in Sonoma County. One is the Redwood Empire Food Bank, and the other one is uh, Undocu Fund. Um, and DocuFund was something that came to my attention during the fires in 17, um, as you know, with with federal, you know, with FEMA and emergency management and all these sort of federal emergency declarations, the people that that aren't eligible for um, you know relief benefits are people who who don't have legal documentation. Um, so DocuFund is a way of you know, getting some relief to to those folks, which is a huge part of, you know, everybody's business here in, in Sonoma County. So, um, you know, that's that's a, an organization that, you know, I feel very strongly about. Um, so I'm doing 10% of any sales, basically splitting it five and five um, to to the food bank and to and DocuFund. You know, and again, it's, you know, there's, there's a ton of worthy organizations and, and great ways of giving back out there right now. Um, those are the two that that I'm seeing, you know, kind of keen on, and and it's all about, you know, in the same way that uh, you know what 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 Jordan's doing, um, finding ways of getting relief to the people who, you know, not necessarily they're not necessarily sick or or you know have family members that are affected physically by by COVID-19, but they're affected because their place of business is shut down, their their way of generating any sort of income evaporated literally overnight um and you know how how do they get food on the table um how do they feed their families so that's you know that's where where our focus is yeah 
but there's a bunch of read the article we'll, we'll put the link up um you know in various social media channels read the article there's a bunch of wineries listed on there that are all finding worthy ways of of trying to help out i mean i i, I put this in to um my my letters my wine club letter that went out last week and you know i'm i'm so eternally grateful to to work in wine um because you know it has this ability um and again we saw this in, in 17 it has you know the wine community has this ability to to lift up um the rest of us in a way that you know a lot of industries don't because um you know because there's uh a demand for our product and and um you know we can sell wine all over the world or at least all over the country and then you know bring some of that relief back home and and help out our own community and um so that's you know uh, a lot of where i'm coming from and just being grateful for for working in wine and hoping to you know spread a little bit of that love yeah well john myers what have you been drinking at your house lately <laughs> well, I did find that uh, 79 Chateau Margaux that I posted last night, but it was an empty <laughs> bottle when I found it, so <laughs> I just took a nice photo. Um, actually, we've been, uh, well, let me see, lots of uh, Zin from 16600, lots of that Mathis uh, Grenache Blanc, that's still pretty darn good stuff. So, nice. you know, I mean, uh, we've been keeping it pretty, pretty normal and sane. A few imageries that I had around. I'm kind of poking in the back and finding what I have. And yeah. So they're all pretty damn good. Um, I would like to, you know, just say that we are trying to support everybody as best we can. Uh, even if it's getting, going, dropping by the Creekside Cafe and getting some clam chowder. You know, it's, it's, it's helping in some way. Uh, I'm not sure how long everybody's going to hold out. Uh, I know you guys have covered that already this morning, so. You know, I just don't know what's going on. How much longer we're going to be uh, doing this and drinking by ourselves? It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the you know word came down last night with the with the new protocols that that we're basically locked down for the next month. Um, I think even construction has been limited unless you're building unless ten percent of your construction business is building um, low income affordable housing. Um, they're kind of putting a putting a cap on that too. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to get, um, it's, it's going to get real tight here over the next 30 days. And, uh, well, and good well, wine and good friends are going to get you through. That's it. Yeah. I think we're seeing that everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I saw the last stat that I saw was wine purchases were, or alcohol purchases were up 42% over this time last year. I'm sure they're going to double that again. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Easy. Let's hope so. <laughs> so that's uh, uh, we're all quoting Esther Mobley's most recent article uh, in the in the Chronicle. Esther will be a guest on this show uh, in an episode that releases in a few weeks. Um, and the interesting thing about that is one of the places that they're tracking that that consumption of alcohol in the Bay Area is up forty two percent. Is uh, everybody you know all these people who have um, you know the Internet of Things is connected to an at home breathalyzer. So people are, you know, yep. basically sitting at home drinking <laughs> and then seeing how drunk they can get, I guess, and and breathalyzing themselves because they're certainly not driving anywhere, um, you know, which I guess is the, one of the silver linings here. Um, so they're they're tracking, um, you know, the the company that has 
these these internet connected breath at home breathalyzers, their data is showing an increase of alcohol consumption in the Bay Area over 42%. The interesting thing, you know, sort of the corollary here, one of the ways that they're tracking um, COVID is the Internet of Things uh, thermometers that are, you know, these thermometers that you can connect to your, your iPhone. Um, you know, we, we have one here that, you know, for, you know, we didn't get one until we had a baby, of course, uh, but, you know, you can check your, check your temperature and then it, you know, tracks it through your phone. And then, of course, this is all connected to the mothership somewhere and they're, they're tracking fevers in different parts of the country and seeing, you know, the effectiveness of, of different shelter in place and social distancing by, you know, the, the uptick or, or plateauing of, you know, unusual fever uh, data coming out of different parts of the country. So, you know, there's all of these ways of connecting us, um, you know, and Zoom, here we are, is the sort of the, the centerpiece of it all right now. Um, you know, we're connected more than ever by our technology, um, which is, you know, for better or for worse, we don't need to go into that <laughs> sort of ethical discussion right now, but um, to kind of tie it back to the virtual tastings, um, what I've seen and the ones that I've seen that are sort of the most effective is this is just, an, and I've, I've scheduled a few that are like this where it's, you know, people who are, you know, a brother in Florida and another brother in Chicago, this is how they're going to socialize. So, um, you know, happy to have 16600 and, you know, be there as, as sort of the conduit for it, um, you know, and again, not necessarily have to get into too much, you know, nerdy detail unless you want about, you know, how the wine was made or what the pH is in the soil types and all these things, but just rather be a, a way for, you know, some sort of social interaction amongst our social distancing um, and let the, let the wine be, you know, the, let the Zoom be the technology, but the wine be, you know, truly what's uh, connecting us all. I'll do it. The beauty of the virtual tasting. You know. So you guys who are driving around, how much is gasoline right now? Gas is, gas is cheap. <laughs> Relatively. <laughs> well, I heard a dollar thirty-nine in Chicago. A dollar thirty-nine. Wow. That's like been twenty years, right? I, I, I switched. I switched to electric, so uh, I try to avoid the gas station. Yeah, it's yeah, a good idea. Yeah. If you got that chunk I, of change, I got, I, put down, baby. <laughs> I got that solar on the roof and the electric car, so theoretically the sun the sun does its job and I drive on sun power. Jordan, you makes the delivery business better. I was gonna say, Jordan, you gotta make <laughs> the economics of the delivery business better. You gotta get that new Tesla truck, Jordan. Yeah, the the Cybertruck, that thing looks amazing. <laughs> That's per perfect for these times, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just keep, yeah. I just keep thinking the Terminator is going to pop out of it at some point. Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Sam I don't know if I need a pickup truck that does zero to 60 in four seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, great Sam, are you doing that? If people reach out to you and they want to do a virtual wine tasting with some of their friends and they send you, shoot you an email or a text or whatever, will you set that up for people? Yeah, we're starting to get those all coordinated. I mean, the, the challenge is um, making sure that everybody has the same wine. It's not necessarily a, a mandatory, but, um, you know, right now I have a really fun one that I'm working on um, where they – you know, a group of people who usually get together and come to the tasting room, they're from all over the country. 
They all have a, a mutual love of the Val Rossi homage, um, and and they wanted to do library wine. So my personal favorite of our Val Rossi homages is the thirteen. <laughs> and and so I'm gonna I put together a four pack of different sixteen six hundred twenty thirteen. So we're gonna do the, the Rossi, nice. we have a, a Severson Cabernet, the Syrah, and the Estate Zinfandel. Um, and I'm packing up those this week and sending them out. And probably you know it'll be four or five days before they all land, and then we'll wait a couple of days because they're older wines uh, and. We'll all get together and hang out. There's going to be like five or six different households, and I'm going to sit somewhere in a vineyard that, with good cell phone reception, which is a short list, uh, and then yeah. uh, you know go through. Frankly, other than the Val Rossi homage, I haven't tasted any of those wines in in a few years. So that's to me the you know the thing that will get most interesting with these is we can do some library wines. Actually, I have a customer who lives in Canada. Um, obviously, we can't get him any wine right now. He has one, two bottles left. One of them is a 2011 Zinfandel. Um, I'm going to go stand out in the, the the top of my, the only place in my parents' house that has good reception and uh, look out over the vineyard and open up the 2011 Zinfandel and see how it's, see how it's holding up. Um, I'm kind of excited about some of those opportunities. Nice. You know, have you guys thought about asking people if you could record them? And actually posting, like when you're doing like not your just normal wine tastings, but when you're opening up some of these like heritage bottles, it would be cool if you could actually then post a clip, not even the whole thing, obviously, but you said, hey, can I edit this down to 90 seconds and post it uh, for other people? Because you're going to have some cool conversations about those wines that I think would just be cool to have. And people would probably that's be interested a, in That's a good idea. Yeah. This is like, you know, this call may be recorded for quality and training purposes. <laughs> Uh, I, I like that plan. Well, I know, um, I think uh, Alex and Bree Kanzler are doing something, you know, they're doing basically the wines that they are sending out with the spring shipment. They're doing little short videos, um, tasting those wines at the, uh, at the house there in West Sonoma. So that after you receive the wine, you can actually, it's like you're kind of sitting down and, and having a glass of wine with Alex. That's a good idea. Yeah. Finding finding uh, unique, fun, and interesting ways to connect, man. That's what it's about, I guess, right now. Well, one thing that I've got it. loved, and, I, and, I don't, and I'm sure, and I know this is happening with, with, with Dan Sellers, and I'm sure it's happening with Kibblestadt Sellers, too, is, you know, I keep seeing new Instagram posts of people who are opening these bottles that they've been holding on to, and, you know, there's, there's you know, waiting for the occasion, but obviously those occasions aren't you know, aren't coming in a normal way, but the occasion is I'm home, you know, my health is good. Let's, let's open these bottles. And, and uh, so I, I just, again, I think I said this last week too. I just, I, I'm loving that, um, you know, the people who are finding the special moments and opening a bottle of 16600 or opening a bottle of whatever, that bottle that, that, um, you know, they've been holding on to it in their closet, it's in their cellar or whatever. Um, you know, these are those times. So, um, you know, there's definitely, you know, 42% increase in alcohol consumption, whatever. And I probably tend to agree with Jordan that most of that's happening in the, you know, the sub $15 range. But, um, you know, the people who are, are celebrating uh, just just being here um, with these wines that they love and, and connecting with them, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. Uh, one of my 
I'll, I'll start, stop rambling. One of my life mentors is a, a guy named Wavy Gravy. And Wavy and his commune, the hog farm, once took a uh, caravan of buses from sent from you know Western Europe and going to do relief work in, I think they were trying to get to somewhere in Southeast Asia, but they got turned back and ended up in Nepal. And this was the beginning of the SAVA organization, which does um, cataract surgeries for people all over the, the you know, developing nations. And what they would do is every time that they would get up, every three flat tires, you know, the caravan of buses, they had a lot of flat tires, every three flat tires, they would pull over and have a party on the side of the road. <laughs> Wherever they were, you know, sent, you know crossing the, the Eurasian, Ural, you know, the Ural Mountains or whatever. And, and eventually, they stopped getting flat tires because, you know, the karmic gods were like, well, these guys clearly aren't getting the picture. I think they, this, is a, this is a time to, um, you know, let's, let's get together with your friends and, and have a party, uh, even if it's a Zoom party or a FaceTime party or whatever. Uh, and, and, you know, turn the, the karma, go, karmic gods around a little bit and, and show, you know, that we can still have fun and, and be friends and, you know, love each other uh, through, through these weird, weird, you know, virtual times. Well, well Sam, there, there's a lot of DWI or DUI, dialing under the influence or dialing while <laughs> intoxicated. Uh, you know, I'm talking to old friends all the time and, you know. You, you calling some old girlfriends, John? <laughs> well, not, no, it's, it's basically, you know, guys that I went to college with and, you know, worked with in, in Chicago, et cetera. But, uh, you know, I'm getting a pretty interesting view of the nation, you know, from, from New York City to, uh, you know, it's just it's very interesting. I'm glad that people are doing it. Hey, Sam, you were putting together some kind of playlist for the Tasting House. Is that something that people can listen to at their house? Can they access that somehow? Yeah, totally. So that's, that is on Spotify. I called it uh, Virtual Vinyl Sunday from 16600. Um, so it's, uh, I have links up on a bunch of places. Um, I think if you just went to Spotify and, and looked for Virtual <laughs> Vinyl Sunday, um, that it, it'll pop up. And, and that had a bunch of really great responses. I didn't know that you could like a playlist on Spotify, but the like count is just kind of keep running up on that. And people, you know, show, texting me and DMing me on, on Instagram and saying, hey, we've been, you know, sitting in our backyards drinking rosé and listening to the to this playlist all day. It's, it's great. So the idea there, you know, the music piece of the 16600 tasting house is a huge part of the experience. Uh, so yeah. I went and kind of, Cold through Spotify and you know put music on there that um, you know is kind of reflective of the the vinyl collection. So you know it's heavy Grateful Dead and, and sort of 60s rock, but also like some Notorious B.I.G., some Bob Marley. Um, and then the other thing that I did is as much as possible um, found Spotify music um, that was created by people who actually played a vinyl Sunday. So you know, that's nice. Dan, Jeff Pearson, Tanner Wally, nice. and, you know, from Valley's on there. Clifford Brown. Clifford Brown, yeah, Clifford Brown. Yeah, I couldn't find him Clifford Brown third, but definitely have his grandfather on there. Um, nice. And and then, you know, just also the musicians who have been through the tasting room. Um, so, you know, there's obviously members of the Grateful Dead and their bands, but uh, an artist named Prairie Prince, I put his 
his music up on there. He had a great time hanging out on our, our front porch one day. So um, definitely a way of, you know, through, through the music kind of connecting to, uh, um, you know, a little bit of that 16600 taste and house experience. The other cool. thing I did is um, I've, I've gone into the cheese retail business, apparently. Um, I saw that. The, the cheese that we serve at the tasting house, the, the you know, locally made the Velo Cheese Company Special Select uh, Monterey Dry Jack. I went and bought, um, you know, boxes full of like, little half pound wedges of, uh, of the Velo Cheese um, and have that for sale on the website. And I'm actually sending out a piece to every single one of our members. Uh, so wow. you, know, you can try and have a little bit of, you know, the sense of the, the, the flavor and taste of the times when we were actually allowed to hang out with each other, um, you know, and kind of keep those memories alive a little bit right during this, all of this weirdness. And Sam, who, your website got updated. Who did that? <laughs> well, nah, the website still needs some, some help. But, uh, <laughs> I, I spent the first night of lockdown and I very rarely list our wines for sale on the website just to, you know some of them are up there things that we have enough of or you know um you know some of the current releases but you know if you come into the tasting room there's the possibility of us opening like one of 20 or 25 different wines um so i i spent uh worked until about three in the morning listing every single wine that i could think of that uh you know you brian or you know jasmine paul or i are are liable to open up on a, on a given day in the tasting room. So yeah, really for the first time ever, um, the entire 16600 lineup of, of current wines is. Uh, so it's, it's, it's Sam's cellar is all available on there. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The things that I've been saving for myself, uh, figured yeah. <laughs> I figured I'll, I'll let go of a little bit here. Um, all right. Yeah, that's that's all at uh, winery16600.com. Cool. All right, you guys, you want to get any shout outs to anyone? Um, I know we should mention again, you know, go on danesellers.com, go on winery16600.com, order up the, um, the uh, four pack of wines for the virtual wine tasting. Um, we'll look forward to seeing you all on Zoom and uh, we'll provide you with some recipes for that as well. Um, spring shipments going out for all of you guys, I would assume. Yep. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody's nodding. This is a podcast, not just a Zoom call, guys. Yeah. Yeah. We are all, <laughs> we are all uh, shipping. That's what, you know, one of the interesting things about shelter in place in, in California, um, you know, we're not allowed to operate our tasting rooms, but uh, wineries cat are, are categorized as food and beverage and food and beverage production and distribution um can go on so we're, we're still able to ship wine we're still able to do curbside you know pickups and and deliveries um you know and, you know we have uh, the the other thing you know sanitation for people who are in the wine business um is something that we deal with every day you know you work in the winery the first thing you do when you pick up a piece of equipment or a tool is you clean it and then the last thing you do with that tool before you put it down is you clean it so um, you know, there's uh, sort of just transferring that idea of how we maintain sanitation in the winery to, um, you know, packing our, our shipments. It was, wasn't, it was pretty seamless. Uh, it wasn't a, a big stretch to be like, all right, hey, we got uh, some, some 95 proof, 95% uh, grape alcohol that we use to clean everything down with. We'll water it back a little bit to make it into hand sanitizer. We'll you know, spray down all the tape guns every day when you start and when you, 
when you end and when you put it down and pick it back up and the dolly and the hand truck and, and the whole deal. Um, you know, just it's winery sanitation. Uh, you know, one hundred one. That have been, yeah, totally. You know what it is? It's it's the eighty twenty rule: eighty percent cleaning, twenty percent winemaking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. All right, you guys, and um, you know, look forward to um, talking with Esther Mobley um, coming up next week. I know we've wanted to get her on for quite some time, so finally, I guess she's she's locked down enough where she's willing to come on our show, which is Pretty nice. Much. Yeah. And uh, we got <laughs> the, awesome. uh, Paul. Uh, Paul Mabry. Mabry. Yeah. Line back up for. Oh, uh, uh, good old Paul. He's yeah. had a lot to say uh, as far as, you know, e-commerce lately. So it'll be good to have him on talking about uh, He's a great guy. You know, all these, all these wineries finally getting on the, the Paul Mabry train and going, oh yeah, I guess we can <laughs> sell some fucking wine online. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, right. Thanks guys. I, I appreciate the opportunity to come. It's way more fun when we're sitting around the table drinking wine while we do this, but um, always yeah. great to see yeah, you but It's nice to see you. It really is, Jordan. Look forward to hanging out in that backyard, that sunny backyard. Well, there. if you guys ever want to do a uh, a podcast out of here, uh, I got a nice little private room. Uh, yes, we'll, uh, yes. we'll, we'll host uh, out of here one time. For sure. That's great. Yeah. All right, All right, guys. Be safe, okay? Perfect, man. Jordan, thank you. All right, everybody. All right. Talk to Jordan. All right. Thanks for Bye. listening, everybody. Thank you. Subscribe, review, tell your friends, give them something to do in their quarantine, listen to our podcast. That's Perfect. right. All right, guys. Take it easy. This has been the Cheers. winemakers. Cheers.